What do creative people living in the Florida Keys, like us, who have full-time jobs in order to pay bills, what do you do in your free time to exercise and use your creative brain and feed your creative soul? That's the question, and this podcast will provide answers. My name is Nancy Truesdale. Welcome to Creatives in the Keys. Welcome to Creatives in the Keys. I'm Nancy Truesdale, your host, and I'm meeting back again with Elizabeth Young, the Executive Director of the Florida Keys Council of the Arts, and I'm very excited to have her back with me because things have changed, Liz, since we talked last, haven't they? They have. No question about that. As we're talking, it is May 22nd. We have lived through some time of quarantine, and I'm in the Upper Keys. I live in Key Largo, but Liz, you're down in Key West, yes? Yes, I am. Very close to the mile marker zero, actually. I'm between (laughs) mile marker one and zero in beautiful old town, historic Key West. Very blessed to be here. Beautiful place. Tell me, what has this COVID quarantine experience been like for a resident of Key West? Well, the hustle and bustle of the Keys and being very, very concerned about traffic and all sorts of chickens and tour visitors on bicycles and (laughs) trolleys and trains and people driving down one-way streets does not really happen anymore. It is a very, very quiet little old town. My biggest notice of change is that I don't have the airplanes going over the house most of the day. There's about three a day now. And I hear all the birds, which has been terrific. I bet. I bet the water quality has improved too. I hear that it is quite lovely down at Fort Zach. I personally have not been uh, down to the park at all, but we did speak to some friends that did uh, go to the beach this weekend. They were limiting how many people were being introduced in. And so I think by noon, the park was, was closed this weekend. But a lot of people said it's quite lovely, quite beautiful. So, you know, it's been breezy. The weather's been gorgeous. I think the other change is there's definitely people walking and biking, which has been really terrific. It's just the quiet, you know, the yeah. not having the trains. And then I'm not in my office, which I, I miss terribly. Yes. I, I didn't realize how much I liked going to the office. And then, of course, all of the wonderful events that happen daily come to a screeching halt. Screeching halt. Yeah. Big change. Uh, right in the middle of season, right yes. in the middle of high season. All the theaters shut down within three days. Art receptions were canceled. The Arts Council had to cancel or, you know, at that point we were postponing some of our receptions for our Connections project. We had two Culture Circle series that we had to, at that point, postpone, which have, of course, now been canceled. And I think no matter who you talk to, where they live in the country, the abruptness of the shutdown, I think, was the most startling part of it. And even on our little island, I think that, too, you know, just the restaurant, the bars, the roads, the people, just immediately. It felt very much like a hurricane evacuation with no end in sight. And I know no a rain. lot of people have mentioned that. Yeah, yes. and no rain. <laughs> and no boarding up. No yes, boarding up. Definitely. Yeah. Once the the quarantine was in place and it was clear that everything needed to be shut down and uh, postponed and or canceled, how did this affect the art community of um, 
I know you know firsthand from watching the Key West community, but you're in touch with artists all over the Keys. So what did you learn? Well, I learned that a lot of people reached out to us and to the Arts Council looking for support as the you know, leading cultural organization, our responsibility as the local arts agency to support and promote the arts community. We clearly felt a need immediately to share resources as the local arts agency. So from top down, we did send out a letter almost immediately from me and my board of directors chairwoman. And we sent links to some of the financial resources right away that came out. And then there were some art specific grants. And then sort of in that initial phase, we were contacted by the philanthropy family, the Wolfsons, who are generations of supporters of the arts. They're credited with saving the historic district of Key West because they saved the Audubon House in 1960. And that's what created the historic uh, architectural review. So we were contacted very early by the Wolfsons that wanted to put an artist support fund together. So we partnered, we raised funds, they made a donation. And we had in place an opportunity to do emergency granting right away with a super easy application, uh, which we also did following Hurricane Irma. And I believe the reputation of the Arts Council really came into play pretty quickly with them because we had all the tools ready to go. And so to date, we've given $42,000 away in gifts in four and $500 increments to artists all the way from Key Largo to Key West. And I would say it was very evenly distributed. That's so amazing. Thank you. Yeah, as, as a member, and I get your emails and I'm aware of the website and, and go on um, weekly. I saw, yeah, I saw um, all the attention and uh, concern from the council and was just really blown away by quick response and the volume of response uh, coming back from the community once you guys did put out a call for donations. And then again, the amount of money and um, the grants that were going out. Uh, I know that had to be life-saving for many artists. I think you're right. And I also think that it was really a shot in the arm for a lot of the artists. They felt supported and needed and heard and hopeful. And that is exactly, you know, $500 isn't going to completely change somebody's life, but it does help when you're in a pinch and we don't know how much longer, you know, it's going to be going on, but it did allow people to continue to post on things on their own websites. We've heard a lot of people have done some great sales, the visual artists with the websites. Um, A lot of the musicians are doing concerts. I, I will say that one of the biggest areas that we did get applications were from so many of our musicians that are playing in so many restaurants and bars and have all these gigs. And at first I thought about the galleries and the receptions. And then I realized, my God, every restaurant almost uh, throughout the keys have live music. And those are all of our guys, you know, guys and gals out there doing great gigs every night. And um, so a lot of, a lot of those musicians, we got the word out to pretty quickly too. That's fabulous because they were no, no backup, no way. No to, yeah. No. Yeah. Sometimes $500 can be the difference between eating and not eating that month or, you know, utilities or rent, what well, have you. Right. And, and, and I do think that, you know, it takes people time to get unemployment. Florida is of not, course. Uh, is notoriously slow 
a lot of these food, they're not even a food pantry, but just distributing food that was available to people. It did take a couple of weeks for that to get up and running. People are in a groove. And as you and I were speaking before, and now we're very blessed to be in a small community that is incredibly helpful and philanthropic and that sort of island life, everybody helps everybody. Yes. And, and I think that that's been very evident. Absolutely. I've been thinking that I bet some of the art that comes from this in all mediums is going to be amazing because this time of isolation has had psychological impacts and emotional impacts and not to mention, of course, economic impacts. And so, boy, is that fuel for artists. So we're going to see, I think, some amazing art from this once we do get back open. I agree. Yeah, we're right here on the edge. On June 1, the, the Keys are opening back up to tourists. How, how does the art community feel? Are we ready? What are we thinking? What have you heard? Well, we've been hearing from a lot of the galleries that obviously support then many artists. You know, very few galleries are just a one-person gallery. They, a dozen to two dozen people. So there seems to be an opportunity, limited hours, not having, you know, more than six to eight people in the gallery, having the hand sanitizer. I mean, I think it'll be like many grocery stores, at least people to get out. I think that the fresh air and out of doors is something also that we're seeing. The Key West Artisan Market at the Truman Waterfront Park, I know in Isla Mirada at the Gardens, they're doing their artisan market on Sundays. And so We are blessed with having great weather, and I think that we will see more and more of that. I'm encouraging for the fall to use all of our parks, Founders Park, Marathon Community Park, Key West Truman Waterfront Park, and perhaps do a lot of theater, you know, out of doors, like we were spoiled in New York City with like Shakespeare in the Park, you know. That'd be lovely. Joe Pepsi, the public theater, moved up and did free theater. Perhaps we can use a lot of our outdoor venues and be super creative. I think that what we're hearing from the Tourist Development Council, that they're expecting a lot of drive-down traffic and that the, uh, the air traffic will take a little bit longer into the Key West Airport. The big push is for open spaces. And, you know, people are going to be wanting to leave those urban environments and take advantage of our big, beautiful ocean and easy, breezy thing. But I would say some of the local artists and our arts community and arts patrons are a touch on the older side. In sure. The keys. Yeah. And so I think that there's some apprehension there. I'm sure it's the same way in the school system. You know, the kids and the teenagers are fine, but if you've got teachers and administrators, there's a balance. Yes. And who's sitting in an office all day long, closed in. I think, as you said, the work, the creative work will be probably pretty profound when it's all said and done. Yeah. Well, I personally am excited. It's been a long couple of months isolated and a lot of wonderful events been canceled and postponed and what have you. So I'm really excited to see how we're going to transition to this sort of a semi-normal, 25% or 50%, whatever the governor tells us. In particular, do you think that there's something that people, if they're heading down to the Keys this summer, you know, July, August, end of June, what could they be looking to do or to see as they come back into the Keys from the artist's perspective? Well, I, besides the galleries, which I think will, will definitely be open and welcoming people and really hope for sales and retail work. 
I think the museums will also do a really good job. The museums also really flourish in the summer. If yes. It's a hot rainy day or it's too hot or the dad's out fishing and the mom, you know, they want something to do and the air conditioning. So I do think that the museums will do well. We don't ever really experience theater in the summer. So I think that that's a blessing. And I think people may postpone beyond that November. We used to see some small shows open in November at the Marathon Theater, at even Red Barn and, and Waterfront Playhouse and Fringe will also do some smaller productions where they have less need for that actor pool. It's really about the actors. Sure. It's not so much the audience, but it's just, is the actor pool back? I think by January or February, if there's a different kind of science and there's vaccines or antibodies or, or it's worse in the fall, for the last couple of months with my board, we've been talking about two-week increments, about yes, looking yes, forward yes. in our life. And I know the school district too, but I think there'll be a point where we're looking at two months. You know, what, what does the world look like in two months? I don't know. You know, creative people want to create and they yes. want to sing and they want to act and they want to play music. And I don't think that's ever going to stop. Yes. In wow. fact, I think it will lead us out of all this. Those are words that I like to hold dear. Yes, thank you. I'd like to encourage people, though, to just keep checking your website. Remind us of that address. Keysarts.com. And we have important links below the slideshow. And then across the top, we have a very comprehensive website. Each of those drop-down menus, as you know, there's many layers there. Whether you're looking for public art or all the different directories, like our we call it the yellow pages of the arts is in the arts directory. We have a pretty comprehensive backlog of our press releases and calendars. Yeah, so, you know, one of the biggest things we do is calendar of events, and that is clearly down right now. But we're, <laughs> we'll come back to it. We'll get yep. back to it. And by the I time, did want to mention to you sure. that we had a meeting this morning about our Connections Project, a mosaic of the keys. Yes. Our six by six canvases, we have just under 400. We brought it this week. The whole project is in Big Pine. And my committee made a decision today. We're going to leave it in Big Pine. The gallery is going to be open this Sunday, Monday, and next Friday, Saturday from four to six. And they're going to let people come in and see it all, you know, together. And they're going to social distance and all of that. And then starting on uh, June 1st, that whole next week, they'll be open 10 to 2. Everybody from Isla Morata down who didn't get to see it yet. I mean, it was in Marathon for quite some time. And all of my Key West people, we can all go up to Big Pine and see it. And the Artists in Paradise Gallery is being super gracious in their hospitality. And, and then we'll wrap it up and send it out because it's almost sold out. We have some canvases left, a couple dozen. So we're still accepting donations. And all those funds are going towards uh, the Audubon House Artist Relief Fund. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's, a great, it's going to have a happy ending. Yes, that's a great project. Yeah, definitely go, go onto the website and check that out if you're not familiar with it. It's, it's a really um, uniting project for, for the, all of the keys. So, well, Liz, I can't thank you enough for your time. It's been great to talk to you. Great. Well, I look forward to checking in with you again soon. All righty. And um, stay safe. You too. Take care. Whether you're one of our regular visitors to the Florida Keys or you can't wait to visit for the first time, you'll want to stay up to date on everything that's going on in the Florida Keys. To learn all the secrets, tips, 
and the stuff we don't talk about to anyone but each other, visit 43keys.com. Sign up for our newsletter and never miss any of the exciting things we have planned for you. That's 43keys, the number four, the number three, keys.com.